Hello and welcome back to Modern Homemakers. We hope that you had a great summer break. I think we both did. I have Donna Otto here, author of several books and teacher of many, and she has a special announcement today. Yeah, and I want you to know that it was a good summer, except for the days I was in Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're not quite through summer yet, not even close, but... (laughs) To say the least, we're celebrating because the temperature's only 102 and not 122. It it was 87 when I dropped my kids off today, so that's an improvement. That is an improvement, and I'm waiting for the day that it's somewhere in the sevens. Mm, mm -hmm. Well, I do have something I want to talk about today, and I've been talking to you, our listeners, for a lot of years in various formats. But I have come to realize that young women have been the passion that Jesus gave me. And and that was a very sort of a surprise to me. David said, why could it be a surprise? You've been doing it for the last 40 years of your lives. Well, because initially, you should know, women were not my first choice. I really went to social events, and there would be groups that would part off and the men would be one area and the girls would be another area and David would say to me my husband David what are you doing in the room with all the guys and then what I'm doing is I like their conversation better I found women various words that I don't like to repeat but that's who I was and then God moved us from Chicago Illinois to Phoenix Arizona and I had a break of no work Uh, getting us established, no church work. Our girl was nine years old, and we were establishing a new lifestyle, very different. In those years, there were 1.5 million people in the whole state of Arizona. Now there are somewhere between 7 and 9 million people in the state of Arizona. And we, we came to a desert land, a dry land, a hot land, and it wasn't a very big land. And this big city girl wondered what in the world I was going to do here. Mm-hmm. But I found my purpose here because God wanted me to spend that middle part of my life from when we moved here until our daughter was in high school doing some things as I've looked back I never would have expected to do. And they all wound up by showing me more grace and generosity and reminding me of what he had done for me. So when a few young women during our daughter's senior high school year Uh, said to me, will you mentor us? I said loudly, boldly, strongly, no, no, no. Now they laugh at me about why did I have to say three no's because I wanted to make sure they understood. I spent the next year being challenged by the Lord. Like, why wouldn't I? What was it about that work? Was it that I really hadn't given over my love for or dislike for women and found a love for women what was it so during that year that was the year of 1985 the lord really showed me what he wanted me to do and part of that he helped me walk through my very young life i mean that's almost 40 years ago i I was very young At 37 or 38, I was beginning to see what God had already done in my life and how he wanted me to do it. So in 1987, 
but actually in, in 1986, I began meeting with these young women. And by 1987, the group had grown and we organized ourselves and we became homemakers by choice. Mm -hmm. That was an amazing name because it was given to us because we were taking a stand about stay-at-home moms. I still can remember a Time magazine cover during that next few years that was zigzagged down the middle of the cover with two women, one on either side. One was a professional woman who had an attache case, a suit, very coiffed hair, and high-heeled shoes on. The other was a woman who was considerably overweight. Her breasts were very large. She had a raggedy-looking costume on and a child over her arm near her breast. And it was such an insult to me that I, I just rose up in fury almost, saying, how could the culture have gone so far to denigrate uh, women who've made the choice to get married to have children and husbands and wives. If you are a stay-at-home mom, I know very well, whether that's part-time or full-time, you and your husband have made some personal sacrifices to do that because this is a culture where two individuals working can make significantly more money. So I became the author in 1987 of a book called The Stay-at-Home Mom. I will never forget my publisher saying, I want you to write the book and I want you to call it that. I talked to my hero of the faith, Elizabeth Elliot, and I said, I don't know. It seems to be anti-culture, but it seems what God's calling me to do. And she said very profound words to me. She said, you write that book and I won't have to. Hmm. That was an affirmation to me. It wasn't anything more than her saying, go, daughter, go. So I proudly wrote it, and I proudly stood these last years encouraging women to make the choice of being at home. If you can afford it at all, be at home full-time. If you can't afford it, totally be at home part-time. Choose to raise these children which God gave to you individually as he would have them raised. Mm -hmm. I still believe in mothers and fathers raising their own kiddos. I still believe that your choices about schooling are up to you. And in our culture, schooling is wildly um, eclectic, from homeschooling to private schooling to state schooling to... Uh, combinations thereof and I am glad that in these last years we have spoken to the schooling issue to the elements of the choices that you make we have a 24 week series that may be the work I'm the most proud of that's recorded and available and that was called Choices Matter and those 24 lessons were divided into choices as a woman Choices as a wife, choices as a mother, choices as a homemaker. These passage, the passage that came from this four series is out of Titus chapter 2. When he's being told, Titus is being told by the Apostle Paul, after Titus says to him, what am I going to do with these women? They're older. They've raised their families. You know, they've covered the sofa for the last time. And worse than that, Paul, he's told Paul that they're sitting around in the afternoon drinking too much wine and gossiping. Hmm. 
I've never done too much wine, but I've done my fair share of gossiping, and I hate, loathe, and despise it. And what Paul sends back is, oh, teach the older woman. And in 1986, I was the older woman. I still can't believe it because I'm still the older woman. (laughs) But I have stayed with those encouragements, who you are as a woman, who you are as a wife, who you are as a homemaker. Thank you, all of you who have welcomed us. You've welcomed us into your homes, your walking paths, your bathtubs, your quiet spaces, your cars, and hundreds of other places that we did some years ago. Where do you listen to modern homemakers? You're on podcasts. Where are you? What country are you in? We were told a few years ago that we were in 32 countries with an untold number of 25 to 40,000 people who listened with regularity. Those numbers are different now, I'm sure. But many of them were expats. Many of them were women who lived in Arizona during the flourishing years of personal contact with women who came to a weekly meeting, who had small groups, and who were encouraged in their life as a woman, wife, mother, and homemaker. So today I'm so delighted to remind myself and you of all the groups that have begun not only here in Arizona but around the globe, especially in America. There are so many groups that have been founded off of homemakers and we have stayed and offered a present these last now, it's still hard for me to believe how many years ago that was, but we have been faithful to it and grateful for the many people who have supported us financially and physically with letters and affirmation. We have decided that there is enough information in this context of these subjects available to women in America particularly, and that modern homemakers will take leave of daily regular podcasting at the end of the year 2023, and all of our resources will remain intact and in a more orderly way than you're finding them now. So thank you. Thank you for being women who were making the choices, choices that mattered to be women wives, mothers, homemakers, who chose God and chose their families above all others. Thank you. Thank you for making these years possible. We look forward to ending our time together. We look forward to ending our time together with an open house of sorts here in Arizona on December 2nd. Look for lots more information about that as we begin to prepare. I'm Donna Otto, and this is Modern Homemakers. And remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it an uncommon day of following the choices of being a godly woman, a godly wife, a godly mother, and a godly woman who uses her home to serve others.